0: Hello Hawks fans. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I'm Tim Ogles. And today we will be breaking down an Atlanta Hawks win versus the Houston Rockets 134 to 127. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Mikey Kabrinsky. Mikey, the Rockets are 11 at one at the at the Toyota Center. Is this a good
1: Hawks win? This is this is a great Hawks win, Tim. Rockets now 11 and two at the Toyota Center, and this is the first time the Hawks have won double back to back games since the Jalen Johnson injury. And nonetheless, on the road against the top five defensive team in Houston, uh, this is this is a great win. They were a, they were able to um, withstand the Houston comeback in the second half. And played just elite basketball for the first 21 minutes of that first half. That the the offense, the defense was so good in that first half that you know Houston had to use all that energy to come back. And ultimately, they they took the lead in the third quarter after some some disastrous uh, offense from the Hawks in in that death quarter there, if you will, in the third. But ultimately, Onyeka Kangu, Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Dejounte Murray, especially in that first half, they really carried the Hawks. Uh, down the stretch and and pulled this their team away in this win.
0: Yeah, I thought the Hawks had, you know, one of those basketball games that are full of runs. And, and the old saying is, basketball game is basketball is a game of runs. And the Hawks got out in the first with some really really good runs. Of course, Houston had their runs uh, later on in the, in the third and fourth. Uh, but the Hawks weathered the storm and found a way to get a W. Yeah.
1: the the shooting in the first half was just elite from the Hawks. As we'll get into a, a bit later, there was there was no way that the Hawks were going to continue shooting at the pace that they were. So Hawks fans should have expected the Rockets to make a run. But uh, in the in the end, the clutch sco- the clutch scoring from Nyeka Kangu, playmaking from Trey Young, uh, was able to was was able to withstand. An actual a fourth quarter offensive drought from the Hawks uh, in the in the last four or five minutes uh, to get away with this win. As we as we go on to an injury update here today, we, we got news that Jalen Johnson and Coke Bufkin are both cleared to fully practice with the team. Unfortunately, though, for for Mo Gay, not great news as. He's going to be a light participant, and he'll still be reevaluated in four weeks. That is not the greatest news on on the Mo' Gay front, but definitely excited to see Jalen and Kobe hopefully rejoin this rotation and and get the Hawks up to speed here.
0: Yeah, and it's also you know
1: a- as we go on in the game, you'll
0: hear you'll hear his name, of course, Bogey Bogey coming back from the ankle injury. Um, I think that you know on the injury front, the Hawks are starting to look up, and it's starting to get better and better. Uh, of course, when Jalen. And Kobe get back. I feel like the Hawks are probably at their best, um, you know, injury wise. But I also think that you know, with with Mo, I think he's going to end up probably spending a lot of time down in the G League. Um, getting you know, he's he's still kind of raw of a talent. But I think you know, a- as it goes on, uh, you might see more and more Mo maybe at the end of the season. But you never know. Um, going on to the first quarter, Mikey. Trey Young, Trey Young is him. I don't know what else to say. Um, him and Dejounte were cooking, um, but the first five points of the game came from DeAndre Hunter on a three and a mid-ranger, and then after that, Trey and DJ took over. Yeah,
1: it really was reminiscent of last year's uh, game against the Rockets when the Hawks caught off of that such a good start, and they weren't able to withstand the comeback uh, last year. They were, they were this time. But Dylan Brooks guarding Trey Young early, he, he couldn't he couldn't hang with Trey young. Trey was re- really making a mockery of, of Brooks there, getting him into foul trouble early, driving by him. He hit a four point play on Brooks early in this game. And you know the Rockets stayed with the Hawks baby, you know with a, in two and three possessions up until Bogdan Bogdanovich came in the game. And for the first time in two games, when you see Bogey back on the floor and the impact that his presence and his shooting, his playmaking as well off the bench gives this team, you see it. It, It's just very obvious. And the Hawks went up by 10, 34 to 24, right when he entered the game. Yeah, and this other game, but... And
0: in the uh, in the late first, early second, Anyeka Kongwu, Anyeka Kongwu was out of his mind tonight. Um, The second, of course, Trey Young's passing. Um, That (laughs) I've said it in this pod. I will continue to say it. I will. March to the beat of my own drum and let you know that Trey Young is the best passer in the NBA and that's all there is to it. And if you got an argument, you can go argue with the tree because you're going to get me nowhere on that. Yeah.
1: One thing that I was really encouraged by in this game early was, was how DeJounte looked on offense. Uh, yeah, like you, you know, you know, Deont- Dejounte likes the mid rangers but lately he's really been getting up a lot of threes. He shot eight threes here, made three of them, and even late in the shot clock here, you saw him, you saw him taking initiative, get, getting getting back for like a step back three, which you don't really see from Dejounte. Nailed that from the top of the key, and when Dejounte is playing like this. Getting to the rim early and shooting threes early, it opens up his mid range for the rest of the game. And I know I said that a lot on the pod on the last episode, but I think DeJounte really did an excellent job of doing that tonight. Ended the game shooting uh, an efficient 46 on the field with uh, 21 points. Uh, I think the the key for him settling in offensively as shooting guard is making the defense think, okay, we think DeJounte is going to settle for that mid-ranger, but if DeJounte goes and, and gets to the rim and takes the threes, the defense has to say when is he going to settle for his patented shot? And, and I think that that really can help DeJounte get into a rhythm where Lately, over the past two weeks, it's been kind of, you know, sometimes he'll be great, sometimes he won't uh, for DeJounte on offense.
0: Yeah. And for DeJounte, it's been a tale of two halves, not even a tale of two games. It's been he, he's had really good first halves and then not okay second halves. And then sometimes he'll have not so okay first halves and then pretty good second halves. Um, he has not played a complete game. And it seems like a long time since Jalen Johnson's probably been playing. It's been frustrating at times but i also think the the hawks have still in this stretch kind of weathered it by the good play of trey young
1: yeah and that good play of trey young is doing damage from the three-point line the Hawks as a team actually shot eight of 16 16 threes gotten up in the first quarter against the top top three defense shot 50 percent from their You know, Tim, that Quinn Snyder loves to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Quinn Snyder's uh, philosophy is pace and space. And and he says, if you have space to shoot it, take it. And uh, it seems like day by day, game by game, this Hawks team is buying in more and more to what Quinn Snyder is telling them and they are reaping the benefits.
1: Yeah. The Hawks ended the first quarter with a 39-29 lead. Uh, Murray was the leading scorer with 14, and Trey added nine as well. But just just a great start uh, from the Hawks on both ends, really, uh, holding Houston to, to, to 29 points. Obviously, the, the Hawks aren't, aren't a great defensive team, but if you can hold an opponent under 30 points at this point for the Hawks uh, with their injuries, it it seems like it is a win, uh, especially lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: defensively, I felt like the Hawks probably could have played a little bit better than what they did, but I thought they were fine. Uh, I think that rebounding is still going to be one of those concerning efforts for the Hawks for sure. And... You know, they did, they had a whole lot better in effort in the first half than they did the second half. But moving on to uh, the second, I I think that, you know, I think things were fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd say honestly, more than fine. (laughs) Hawks ended up extending their lead early in the second quarter, going up by 19 points. And Ime Yudoka called a timeout early in that quarter, Tim. You can see he was visibly frustrated uh, by by just the, the amount of open looks, the Hawks were cashing in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Hawks got hot, really hot. the
0: The interesting part about the second is whenever the Rockets went on their run to kind of close the gap, and they ended up closing the gap to 12 to end up the half. But I thought that you know the Hawks really really played well. It was just Houston was doing a better job at getting their shots than they were you know earlier in the quarter. I felt like it was it was uh, one of those quarters where um, the Hawks kind of weathered that storm as we
1: talked about. Yeah, uh, and going going in a little bit more here. Sadiq Sadiq Bay hit a couple of buck hit a couple shots in this game that that I thought were huge. Now he's still not shooting the ball great. Three for eleven from the field in this contest, but. He hit one one four point play here uh to put the hawks to put the hawks up sixty-six forty-nine. And we'll talk about this later, Tim. But the the three he hit to kind of say, okay, now the Hawks can be comfortable late in the fourth quarter with under a minute to go with the clutch three. I thought both of those players were huge just because it during during the time he hit the early four point play in the second quarter it was it was a time when the rockets were starting to gain some momentum and he kind of delayed that a bit with with that play yeah
0: i i mean i think clay capella tonight was phenomenal in his minutes but as we've seen later on in this game when yako took over i felt like you know um <laughs> as we'll get on later on in this game when Yuko who played out of his mind in this game uh later on in the second half, yeah
1: this. Yeah, as we go on here to the second quarter, Clint Capella came in the game b- back to back to finish his second stint in, in the second quarter, and he was dominant to end the second half. He was getting every rebound, contesting every shot at the rim. Now, Sengu Sh- did score a couple buckets on him. That's going to happen. Sengu's a good player. But it, the, it seems like the guards never had an easy time at the rim with Capella in, especially during that second quarter. He was getting rebounds galore, and that stretch, that stretch really helped – the. Really Really helped the Hawks stabilize things when uh, when when it kind of fell off the rails with under three minutes to go in the in the second quarter.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, as there uh, the I thought the Rockets played great defensively, you know, to end off the half. Um, mm-hmm. DJ um, Trey just kind of stalled out. Um, I felt like they were throwing a lot of doubles at Trey and forcing the ball out of his hand and. As we go in this game, DJ still had trouble creating the offense by himself. Um, And, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but DJ has to do a better job of finding the offense himself. And whenever they force the ball out of Trey's hands, he's got to make a quick decision. And I felt like every decision he kind of made, and it's going to sound bad, he, he tried to call his own number. And that's, that's okay. Because I think he's earned that respect, but, If you're icing your guys out too, it's one of those things where it's pick and choose because if he's hitting the shot, it's fine. If you're missing the shot, then they're bad shots and it's not okay. So he has to be kind of selective with with what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and more more of the offense that led to the bad stretch to close the first half was really really turnovers i felt like houston never really had any offensive rhythm in the half court in, in in the whole first half but uh they got it down to a 12 point lead at halftime and it was really from live ball turnovers from the hawks from both guards honestly trey trey and deshante did not have a great second quarter and it led to easy offensive uh, buckets for houston and they were able to extend that into the third quarter coming out of halftime yeah um
0: the hawks shot 13 of 26 from behind the arc in the first half um 26 is is a good number um for for three pointers but we how many how many did you say was in the first quarter
1: 16 in the first quarter
0: 16 so that means only 10 in the second quarter so i'd like to see a little bit more but i mean i, I think you're kind of feeling uh, i'm feeling a little greedy that way yeah uh, that's a
1: little bit me picky.
0: But but also, you know, um, you got to find them in the flow of the game. But me personally, I'd like to see more. But 26 is a great number for a half and shooting 50 percent on them is phenomenal. Yeah.
1: The Rockets gave up the most points in a half. They in a first half, they've given up this season uh, with with those with those. uh, Sorry. Sorry. The 77 points. So huge, huge, huge offensive explosion there from the Hawks overall in that first half. But as we get off to the third, that offense dipped and the defense did too. And that that doesn't lead to uh, winning basketball in that quarter.
0: No, Um, the offense struggled in the third. Um, The Hawks didn't hit a three the whole third quarter. They shot 0 for 8. I mean, it was rough, but I felt like, you know, they still kind of weathered the storm a little bit when Houston was going on its run where they would find a two here, find a two there, find a two here. Here and kind of kept the run from getting way out of hand, um, I think. I mean, they shot three from 11 to, from the field to start the third, and it's one of those things where, you are you know, basketball is a game of, of you know, I want to say percentages as well, too. Whenever you're really hot in the in the first half, your laws of average say you're going to miss a few in the third. But, you know, you kind of you'll get your shots in the flow of the game.
1: Yeah. As, and in in the run that the Rockets made, uh, they, they cut the lead down to eighty four seventy eight. Trey got his fourth foul. Dur- during this run. And this was pretty early in the third quarter. Uh, so Hawks, Hawks fans at, at this time were de- definitely on edge. But I think Quinn Snyder did a great job of managing Trey's minutes, especially down the stretch. He didn't like he didn't foul him out of the game uh, as some coaches do, where they're so concerned about fouling out they, that their player eventually plays less minutes than they would even if he didn't even if he didn't foul out. So I thought Quinn Snyder did a great job of trusting Trey and still managing his minutes well.
0: Yeah, and when Quinn pulled Trey, that was his normal rest time anyway. It wasn't like it wasn't you know something out of the ordinary where you know you're pulling Trey. Early just because of foul trouble. But one thing I will mention right before this is Trey Young got Dylan Brooks his fourth foul as well and got him out of the game quick. And it'll come on into later into the game with Dylan Brooks, but. I felt like that was a key portion of this because Dylan Brooks did shoot the ball from deep really well in this game. Um, To have him off the floor while, while Houston was making its run probably weathered the storm by itself.
1: Yeah, that was huge. The the run eventually ballooned to twenty nine to an eighteen run in favor of Houston since that three minute mark in the first half, and uh, they, they event and they eventually took the lead. Uh, they tied it at eighty nine and then took the lead in the low nineties uh, for a good for a good portion of of late in the third quarter. And with not having Dylan Brooks in there was huge huge for the Rockets. Like you said, he shot it well, and you know even even with his antics and, and stuff, he's always going to give them energy on the defensive end. So trade drawing that fourth fourth foul on Brooks early was huge to get his impact off the floor.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, moving into the fourth, the the Hawks go on a 9-0 run with Anyeka Okongwu. Just pure domination inside. Um he he had three nasty dunks that were phenomenal. And Trey Young, uh, I think he, I think he has X-ray vision because like he <laughs> can see stuff before it happens. He can see through people. It is the one of the wildest things to watch because and my generation uh, of hawks point guards I've never seen anyone remotely close to his passing ability that he has um it's it's insane dude
1: yeah a con- and of con- weep the benefits of those passing three straight dunks at one point and and all, really the the hawks Got got into the Rockets' head. You had Dylan Brooks with a flagrant one foul on Aniyeka Kongu, who's trying to go under the screen, and you know Dylan Brooks kind of smacked a uh, Kongu in the groin there on the way by. Uh, uh, ended up drawing a, a flagrant one. A Kongu hits both free throws. And at this point, it looked like the train was derailing for the Rockets. It looked like the Hawks had gotten back all the momentum, but it wasn't the case because after that, Tim, after Onyeka Okonwu's, like personal 9 0 run, when he almost had, he had almost 12 points in, in the last Hawks 20, I think, at some point. He was going crazy, but. After that, the Rockets ended up going on a 14-0 run, and it was a seven-point game, 127-120, with three minutes left. It was time to stress for Hawks fans.
0: Yeah, it became a little bit of a nail-biter at that point, but something I'm going to ask you is the Hawks. Dylan Brooks picks up his fifth foul at the six-minute mark. Uh, Ime decides to keep him on the floor, I, I just don't understand the thought process from the Hawks at this point. Why not go at Dylan Brooks? Because he's either gonna give you an easy bucket or he's gonna foul out of the game. And the Hawks didn't capitalize on that. Uh, he had he was guarding DJ, and I don't think the Hawks once tried to run a motion to get him in a screen, to get him on a switch, anything. It, it was one of those that's quite frustrated with. What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: you mentioned Brooks was guarding DJ. DeJounte, and DeJounte's not known for his ability to get to the free throw line, so I think they definitely switched that matchup to keep Brooks on the on the line, or on the floor, sorry. But, yeah, I'd like DeJounte to attack the paint and try to get to the rim, draw a foul, or get an easy layup because he's not going to want a foul out of the game like you mentioned. Uh, that could have definitely helped the Hawks because the offense was just stagnant uh, from the four-minute mark to the one-minute mark. The Hawks the Hawks didn't score. It, it was it was little ball movement. It was trained. DeJounte kind of going one-on-one. And some turnovers in, the, in there as well almost cost the Hawks the lead. The Rockets got this down to a four point game, 127 to 123, uh, with, a, with a minute remaining. But Trey, uh, Trey Young with a layup made it 129 after a Jalen uh, Green dunk on the other end. And it was 129, 125 with le- just less than a minute remaining. Then Sadiq Bey comes through with a huge shot to kind of ease Hawks fans' stress a little bit and say, okay, we can breathe a little bit. And that was that shot I was referring to earlier. He just – the shots that he hit in this game just felt like huge moments, even though the majority of his uh, shots tonight didn't go in. Timing.
0: Um, I felt like Sadiq's uh, timing for his shots uh, were phenomenal. I felt like this was a dagger in this game after he hit that three. I I had no doubt the Hawks were going to win this game. Um, Something that I noticed late in the fourth, even after the Sadiq dagger, I felt like the Hawks' defense and attention to details on – um, closeouts, attention to detail on rotations were a whole lot better than what they showed in the second and third quarter. It, it was one of those things that was really awkward, kind of, because I, I'm thinking in my mind, if they could do this late in the fourth quarter, why are, why are they not doing this? In the second, and third, um, it's it's frustrating going back in the game looking at it, but I, I was glad they did do it in, in the fourth.
1: Yeah, and before we get onto the box score here, I wanted to point out a little bit about the defensive scheme the Hawks ran because it really was not it really wasn't the scheme that Quinn Snyder has used throughout the game throughout the year this year. It was a lot of drop coverage. Fred Van Fleet got the space he needed to score, and he took advantage of it. Credit to him. I, Fred had a great game tonight, double-double at halftime. I think it was 19-10. and 10 uh by the by the end of the first half but the hawks ended up getting the win getting the win they needed to because like like i've like i've said before on the pod, playing drop coverage against guards that really aren't that quick is is something that the hawks can do and i think that quinn Snyder is kind of reading reading what the hawks are showing especially on yekka Kongo and click and how they can be effective in drop coverage and against certain teams with certain matchups especially at the guard position, I think he's being a little bit more flexible, uh, running more job coverage. And, and it seems like it's working. Yeah, and... I think that you know, with Clint, you have
0: to run drop every once in a while, just because he's so good at it. Like, yes. I think he's probably, I think he's probably top five in the league in drop coverage. Uh, you got to give the nod to um, Brooke Lopez, probably is the best drop coverage yeah. big, but um, I feel like he's probably top five in, in drop coverage, and you got to run to his strengths every once in a while. Definitely, like Shangoon's a, a hard cover for Clint to begin with, so run and drop probably helped him a good bit. Um Shangun still played really well in this game. I think he ended up with four right. I mean 14. So I mean he he wasn't great but he still had a decent game. Jabari yeah. Smith. Uh, J- Jabari Smith um it feels like every other night that we have uh, a guy against the Hawks just go off for a career high night. He had 34. I mean he shot 4 for 7 from deep. He shot 14 free throws it was just ridiculous. But yeah, you
1: know, moving points, on to the 34 points, 13 rebounds, and four blocks for Jabari Smith. Career high night for him, but uh, the Hawks got the last lap of the W.
0: Yeah. So moving on to the box score, we'll start with the bench. Uh, Garrison Matthews, uh, 16 minutes, two for four from the field, one rebound, one turnover, six points. He's a plus 16 when he was on the floor. Um, I thought Garrison was pretty good. Uh, I thought that he played really good defense, uh, and I mean, he he had an impact in this game.
1: Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, for Wesley Matthews, 0 of two from the field, one one point, two rebounds. Unfortunately, Wesley Matthews has only made two threes this season, and it, it looks like it looks like his offensive game is getting pretty limited. Uh, the defense, the defense is still there. The the you know point of attack, defense, ball pressure, it's still there. So he's still providing the Hawks uh, with something on the floor but offensively it it just might not be there for Wesley Matthews and I wonder if the Hawks consider using Kobe Bufkin in those minutes when he comes back
0: yeah that's highly possible because I think Kobe is a pretty good defender just like Wesley but I think Kobe also offers you a little bit more of an offensive game as well Um, moving on to bogey 29 minutes, 8 from from 14 from the field, 4 for 8 from deep. Bogey continues to uh, kill it from outside. Um, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 22 points, plus 14. Bogey is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, uh, you can't ask for more coming off the bench. He is the sixth man of the year right now. Yes, I'm yeah, just saying it now. He's
1: just... yeah, yeah, we're talking. We're talking about the most guy, the guy who has the most games off the bench with 20 or more points. And I think the most underrated aspect of Bogey's game is his passing. You've got to think about the the p- pick and roll game and the chemistry he has with, especially yako Kangu, is just great. When he's going to be your secondary or tertiary playmaker, especially coming off the bench, there's not a lot of guys in the NBA that can do what he does on this level consistently. And when he's healthy, this is the bogey that you get. I uh, know a lot of Hawks fans were, were uh, had that contract extension that he got a year back in question. I don't think anybody's questioning that contract now, Tim.
0: You can't be. And our next bench guy, we're going to skip him from now. So uh, DeAndre Hunter, 28 minutes, 5 from 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from deep. One rebound, three assists, 11 points. I thought DeAndre played pretty poor tonight. Um, he missed the dunk. He, he, he fumbled a, a easy layup that Trey had him up under the rim. Um, defensively, I felt like he was okay tonight, but other than that, I think that he, it was it was a pretty poor night for DeAndre.
1: Yeah, both both the starting forwards for the Hawks, uh, Sadiq Bay, three of eleven from the field, two of six from three. He ended with nine rebounds and nine points. Uh, I thought both of them struggled, uh, especially defensively. J- Jabari Smith uh, did a lot of did a lot of damage on both on both of them uh, throughout the game. But uh, on Yeka Kangwu when he when he was in the game with Clint Capella, I thought he was the best guy on, on Jabari as far as far as just being able to contain him a little bit, slowing down when he was shooting that well from deep. Uh, but overall, Sadiq's in a shooting slump right now. I'm not worried about the offense from Sadiq. It, it's never something that I question from him. But uh, the the defense has gotten better o- over the last few games. But I think this game. it took a little bit of a step back again.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, for Sadiq, timely shots for him tonight. Like, I felt like he still had a decent impact on this game and where DeAndre didn't feel the same. Um, Moving on to Clint Capella. Clint Capella, 21 minutes, four from six from the field. 7-4-7 seven, seven from the free throw line for Clint Capella. That is phenomenal for him. Um, nine rebounds, 15 points, two steals, two assists, and one block. I don't think you could ask for much more from Clint in only 21 minutes. I thought he played a really good game.
1: Yeah, in only 21 minutes, you you look at you look at that box score and say if he played 31 minutes, you know his normal his normal workload, you'd say that's still that's still a pretty decent game. Uh, but to do that in 21 minutes and to have the impact that he had on the boards. Uh, especially, you know, he had more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds with uh, five and nine, respectively. So, yeah, Cape- Capella, great game. I thought uh, offensively, he he was at, at one point in this game much better than Akangwu especially in that first half. But defensively, I think is where uh, Onyeka got Capella tonight. This was probably Akangwu's c- c- coming out game of, of the year for him. Uh, so w- when we get to him, we'll explain how, how good of a game he had. But both centers tonight, this was the expected center play that the Hawks... Fit. And is expected for since the, the start of the season. Forty-eight minutes of great, of, of great uh, play from both the centers. As we move on here to Dejounte Murray, he ended with twenty-one points, added a block, five assists, three rebounds. He shot three of eight from three and seven of fifteen from the floor. I thought Dejounte had a pretty good game tonight, Tim. I I thought. That, Like I said in the beginning of the show, establishing a rhythm that the defense is not normally uh, accustomed to seeing from him benefits him and the entire team. That way he can go to hit mid-range late in game uh, when the game slows down and the Hawks need a bucket in the worst way. Uh, I think think he had a good game tonight.
0: Yeah, I I thought he had a fair game. Like, his first half was really good. I felt like um, the second half was... Uh, a little bit more limited than I wanted to see, um I felt like in that third when Trey came off, the hawks were really struggling to find their offensive rhythm with him running the show up front, but you know i I thought he had an okay game, uh moving on to trey Young thirty six minutes, ten for eighteen from the field, five from eight from deep. Five from seven from the free throw line, which is strange for Trey's standard. Normally, Trey is a above ninety percent free throw shooter. Um, and that him missing those is strange. Four rebounds, fourteen assists, thirty points. Trey Young, five thirty and ten games in a row. The man is legit on fire in the best run of his career probably, and uh, great time for him to get on this run
1: yeah tim trey young is almost shooting 40 percent from three this year there were uh, people including me who who have said now trey might not ever get back to the the efficiency that he shot in 2021 and that's okay he's still an elite point guard in this year in this game but i I, he might prove me wrong he might be doing it and if he gets back to that efficiency with the amount of assists the career high and assisted turnover ratio steals that he's having we could be looking at a career year for ice trey this year tim yeah i mean
0: i I don't know what else more you can ask from, from Trey. Like, you see him giving effort on the defensive end, trying to draw charges. Like, I, I don't know what else more you can ask for Trey.
1: Yeah, definitely. And as we move on here to the player of the game, Onyeka Kangu. This guy played the last 17 minutes straight in the second half for the Hawks to close it out. 8 of 11 from the field for 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 2 assists. Now, yeah, while Trey had the best box score line in this game, Tim, Onyeka Kangu's impact in this game, especially, I want to make sure people know this, especially on the defensive end in the fourth quarter, even though he scored 12 points in the fourth, He essentially shut down Shingun, and the Rockets weren't able to use him as a hub on offense at the high post like they like to. I mean, he was just phenomenal. Yeah,
0: his play in the fourth was out of this world. Uh, I felt like he was dominating the game on the offensive side, the defensive side, Um, that including rebounding. I felt like he just... Really. You, know, you could definitely tell that, you know, he was going to keep it going all forth. And I, I, Quinn Snyder saw it, too, and he was like, you know what? We're just going to run with him. And it was a great decision.
1: Yeah. Credit to Quinn Snyder. A lot, a lot of fans have called uh, for, for Snyder to finish with a hot hand. Sometimes that's bogey, and he hasn't really closed with bogey. I would have liked to see bogey close tonight as well uh, somehow – but, yeah, what Onyeka did tonight, especially in the second half, was just sensational. And he was – honestly, it the game turned on a dime when he came in and, and just went the rest of the way in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and
0: we'll, we'll in, in this game off, and we'll, we'll finish the pod by talking about the next opponent. The Atlanta Hawks face the Miami Heat Friday night at 8 o'clock in Miami Here come the arch nemesis again. I feel like uh, the Hawks in Miami uh, always are down for a battle. Um, They love double teaming Trey Young and forcing the ball out of his hands. Spo, uh, you got to give the man credit. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Um, Definitely one of the best in-game adjustment coaches in the NBA. But the Atlanta Hawks have Quinn Snyder now. Who who can also make those great in game adjustments? So, what are what are three keys to this game for you, Mikey? That you feel the Hawks have to succeed on to, to win this game?
1: Well, number one for me is gonna be Dejounte Murray doing what he did tonight to begin the game. I, I just want, want to see that from Dejounte in the first quarter, shooting the threes, getting to the rim, and settling for those mid rangers Second, I also also want to see what type of coverage Quinn Snyder runs because the Jimmy Butler was out today in the Heat game, but Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo are both back for the Miami Heat, and after they missed a good chunk of games, now the Heat have a good score in Tyler Hero. Will the Hawks go back to, uh, to kind of that show show coverage where they bring the big high on the screen, or will they go back to a little bit more drop and play a Kangu Capella together against a smaller team in Miami? I'm, I'm really interested to see what Snyder does, uh, especially scheme-wise, because Miami's not like a lot of other teams. They're very small but they don't play small at all. Yeah, and my first key... I think
0: the Hawks need to do to beat Miami is limit Bam Adebayo. I think that if the Hawks can find a way to force the ball out of Bam's hands and make Tyler Hero beat you, then that's what, you know, you'll be okay with that. But I don't think the Hawks will be okay with Bam Adebayo beating you inside all game long just because the Hawks need – to have that pressure inside and force guys outside that way, and whenever they do that, that's how the Hawks' defense actually probably plays their best. Is whenever the rotation's pushing outside.
1: And then you 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 mentioned Eric Spolstra. He's probably going to get the ball out of Trey Young's hands somehow. If he manages to do that, I'm looking at Sadiq Bay, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Murray Murray has been doing a better job of it lately, but specifically the forwards of making quick decisions when they get that ball and going off the catch like Quinn Snyder emphasizes. That's going to be important before Miami can set their really good half-court defense. But with that being said, that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at pinwizard 300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Make sure to be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all in the next one. Peace.
0: Peace.